0: Imagine this, buying a fixer-upper, stained floors, broken walls, but good bones and potential. You'd expect to put tens of thousands into it to make profit, but one home flipper was in for a surprise, 10,000, right in the living room. Jim Dow is a professional home flipper. He'll buy a house or apartment in Chicago that's run down or old, then it'll turn it into a luxury living space and resell it for a whole lot more. It's a profitable business if you do it right. He has. He's flipped over 50 homes. But there's a first time for everything, 10000 in cash, hidden all around the living room. The elderly woman who sold the house thought that was the best place for her money. His first move? Give it back. The family? Thrilled. It's a modern-day parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a pearl hidden in a field. But when we find it, we don't have to give it back. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. We're sharing the great story together. It's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Come to Me. Church means a lot of different things to people, especially these days. Your church is likely still implementing some kind of COVID-related restrictions. Maybe you're still meeting outside. I know I'm just tired of watching more than one service online. It's not the same. If church is meant to be a place of rest, it's certainly hard to experience that rest in a pandemic. But there is hope. Christ is still calling and inviting all who would hear. He wants to give our weary souls rest. Are we listening to him? In a few moments, we're going to look at Mark 6 and a special moment that shows how much our Savior cares for his followers. And speaking of Jesus, for the last couple of weeks on the program, I've been telling you about a new TV series called The Chosen. It was created by Dallas Jenkins as a way to help us better understand those who were called by Jesus to follow him. It's been a huge hit all around the world. Millions have been watching it. I asked Dallas if he expected this show to be as popular as it has become.
1: I know this may sound like a cop-out answer, but I I genuinely didn't have expectations for the show because all I was concentrating on was making that season one the best possible show it could be that honored God Mm -hmm. and honored the scriptures. So the fact that the show has um, gotten to be as successful as it's gotten and, and has reached so many people... Uh on one hand I didn't expect that but on the other hand I did not expect it. I mean I've gotten mm. used to the fact that God can do anything at this point. It's not my job to feed the 5000 it's only to provide the loaves and fish. So I don't worry about um how many how many uh, people are, are watching or not. However, I will say that the biggest surprise has been the the lack of age restrictions on who loves the show. I didn't mm. expect kids to like it because it's a as you've seen it's a there's, there's mm-hmm. complicated plot lines. And when you watch, especially like episode one, I think some of your listeners may think, well, wait a minute. I thought this was a Jesus show. Where's Jesus? He doesn't even show up until the end of episode one. I mean, there's complicated plot lines and, and it's like a real show. It's not just like, here's a reenactment of, a, of some Bible verses. Um, it's, it's, it's a real show. So I didn't expect kids to love it. Um, even though it's, it's not, you know, uh, inappropriate or anything but we've heard from parents of five-year-olds whose kids wanna watch it every day. Mm. Uh, we've heard from parents of special needs children or special needs adults even, some severe, who just love the show and I didn't expect that, but it's, it's proven to me that when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to the stories of the gospels, uh, God will remove the scales from people's eyes and he will remove those barriers and those hurdles and uh, hearing people say that, that they just feel like the scriptures are coming alive uh, including teenagers and, and even young young children, mm-hmm. that's probably been the biggest surprise for me.
0: I'm so thankful for the creative yet Christ-centered work that Dallas Jenkins has put into his TV show called The Chosen. Later in the program we'll hear an excerpt from this program and after that I want to give you an opportunity to get the entire season one, eight episodes, on two DVDs for your gift to Haven today. With over six and a half hours of viewing content, I think you and those around you will not only enjoy this series, but will be pleasantly surprised to better understand how the people that Jesus called to himself were just like you and me. Your heart will soar with gratitude that Jesus has called you as his own. Call us after the program at 800-654-2836, 800 65 Haven, or go to our website and watch some of the excerpts from the show that we've put up and make your gift and ask for the DVD collection of The Chosen. Our website is haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And now let's start the program. The group called Down Here.
2: New day. We'll i
0: Fitting in with what we're talking about on the program this week, a group called Down Here and Rest here on Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris. Coming to me is what we're calling our program series. Ever been caught falling asleep in church? Well, I did as a child. None of us wants to admit it, but it does happen. Of course, that's never our goal when we go to church. But the idea of sleep and church have more in common than we might think. No, I'm not saying that a church service should be your nap time. But I do think we should consider church to be a place of rest and a time of rest. We're in this series, Come to Me, and we're looking at the truth that Jesus wants to give us rest for a weary soul. I think it's important to tune our hearts to what Jesus has to say about resting in him. I wonder if you've ever thought about church as a place to rest. I hope you have. It's where the saints come marching in. It's where we fellowship together and we hear from the Lord. It's where we are reminded that we are his people. And Jesus gives us a glimpse of its importance in a unique way in Mark 6. Let me give you some context for the passage I want to share. Jesus had just sent the apostles on their first assignment. He gave them the authority to proclaim God's word and to perform miracles that Jesus himself had performed. They were hard at work. They traveled from village to village, casting out demons, healing the sick. Let's go to Mark 6, starting at verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. And because so many people were coming and going, that they didn't even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves. Come to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them, because these were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. That's from Mark 6, a little passage telling us so much about our Savior. We see his love and concern for the apostles. These were his laborers, and the work was demanding. Did you hear what Mark mentioned in verse 31? He said, because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. Ever found yourself so driven to accomplish a task that you worked right through and missed a meal or more than one meal? That's similar to what was happening here. We know from all the Gospels that Jesus' teaching and healing ministry attracted crowds who wouldn't want to see this new rabbi and his followers in action. But of course, that means that the work is demanding and the hours were long. So he said to his workers, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest even though jesus said this to his apostles 2000 years back i want you to know that he's saying it to you today as well it may not seem like it at first but jesus is inviting you to church i want to take these moments to focus on jesus simple but profound words first he said come with me by yourselves these are the early days the New Testament church. Christ's followers have just been sent out among those who do not yet know the Lord. And when their work is done, Jesus essentially tells them to separate themselves from the rest of the world for a time. Remember, he said, come with me by yourselves. He has a blessing to give to his own people. That's not much different than our own situation now, every week. We all have callings outside the church. During normal seasons of life, we work in schools, offices, construction sites, public buildings. We're out there in the world among unbelievers, and we need to be salt and light with our neighbors. But at the end of the day and the end of the week, the King of Glory summons us out of the world. He calls us for a time to lay aside our ordinary callings and to come by ourselves to him. Whatever your church situation during these strange times, find a way to hear his calling. Lay down your everyday tasks and get together with God's people. Jesus doesn't just leave it at that. He tells us where to go. He says, come with me to a quiet place. This interesting phrase is probably better translated as deserted place, most likely Jesus had in mind a location that was empty and away from the crowds, but in Scripture, a deserted place had much more significance than that. It's a picture that takes us back to the wilderness generation in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It was there that the Israelites were assembled as God's people on their way to the promised land. The wilderness became a symbol for difficulty, for testing, but it wouldn't remain that way forever. The prophet Isaiah saw a day coming when the desert would be transformed. Here's what he told us in Isaiah 43. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. That's what the Messiah came to do. He came to make the place of difficulty into a place of abundance. In his earthly ministry, Jesus began this work. At the beginning of Mark's gospel, we learn that Jesus got up early in the morning. He found a, here it is again, a deserted place. The same phrase used in our passage in Mark 6. And there in the quiet, Jesus prayed. In the wilderness, he was turning the place of testing into a place of resting. And that's why it's so significant that Jesus wanted to bring his followers there with him. And that's what he does every week to you and me. His invitation is to come to the wilderness that has been transformed, away from this world and its cares, not so to act like the world and its problems don't matter or don't exist, but so that we can offer them to the Lord, who alone can make all things new. That brings me to the last thing I want to point out in the words of Jesus. He tells us specifically to come to him and get some rest. Like a gentle parent telling his children it's time for their nap. Jesus invites the apostles to come to him in his quiet place. Lie down even. Get some rest. You know, it can feel sometimes like this is only something we'll experience in days to come. And it's true, we will experience it fully only in the new creation. But that new creation has also begun and we experience it in the Lord's church. We aren't perfect, that is for sure, but Christ's spirit is powerful to transform us. We may have controversies and hardship in churches today, but Jesus is still the king, and one day every conflict will be settled. If church has been a burden to you or has become one to you in the days of COVID, I want to challenge you to reimagine it as significant, vital, as a place of rest. It's important to remember in this passage that Jesus and the apostles never actually got what they were hoping for. By the time they reached that deserted place, the crowds had beat them to it, and they were hungry for more teaching. But Jesus was there, and rest is found in him, even when we can't seem to get enough rest ourselves. It's only in him that we can have the strength to serve those who still don't know him and need him desperately. How are we best equipped to do that? By sticking with the church of Jesus Christ, opening our hearts to his word, worshiping with his people. That's the place of rest until he comes again. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus.
3: Peace still, my soul the Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to all
2: The Lamb of God, yes? I am. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, I'm sorry.
1: Lift up your head, fisherman.
2: you for me. anything you ask I will do
1: follow me
0: I will this is Haven today and a program called come to me and we just heard be still my soul by Carrie Job. And the clip you were listening to is from The Chosen TV show where Jesus calls Peter to follow him. It's powerful to hear, but you have to see the moment before the calling where Peter and Andrew's nets are full of fish, Jesus performing that miracle to get Peter's attention. And this is what I really like about The Chosen it uses the biblical narrative and it fills in some of the backstory with some biblical speculation on how people like Peter were living before they met Jesus. I want to send you all eight episodes of season one of The Chosen for your gift to Haven Today. As you watch, you'll better understand the human struggles of people like Peter and John the Baptist, even Mary Magdalene. They were people like you and me, caught up in their day-to-day lives, but they were then transformed when they met Jesus. So for your gift to this listener supported ministry, I wanna send you the DVD collection season one of The Chosen. You just need to call us right now at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go watch some of those excerpts from the series when you head over to our website. And after you've done that, you can make your gift and ask for The Chosen. Just visit us at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me on the program today. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again we'll gather, we'll find out that everything is all about Jesus, as together we find our haven of rest here on Haven Today.
4: Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now before we go any further, let's just stop and ask the obvious question. Why would a shepherd choose to die for sheep? Because he loves them? Well, in the case of Jesus, that was true, but it was also because of the importance of the one who owned the sheep. Just before he went to the cross, Jesus prayed these words to the Father, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me. You see, Jesus was willing to die because he loved and trusted the Father. And for the hard things you and I face, we'll never find any better motivation than that. Get Anchor devotional in print at getanchor.com.